this truck took me through hell. I know it's just an object, but it was like an object that was near and dear. And just that it becomes like a symbol for the resilience of that team that built it. Just the over-engineering this, like of making this vehicle that, that went through things that it, it was not designed for this. I don't care what your engineers say, but it made it through. And I'm very happy it did. <laughs> From the Toyota North America headquarters in Plano, Texas, this is Toyota Untold, and I'm your host, Tyler. In this episode, we have a really, truly amazing story for you and one, quite frankly, that I'm honored to tell you. You probably already know about the horrible wildfires in California that spread so quickly, and you may even know that one town in particular, Paradise, California, was almost completely decimated by these fires. Alan Pierce is one of the many citizens of Paradise who lost their house. And in addition to losing his house, the hospital where he worked with his wife also burned down. But not before Alan and his coworkers helped get patients out of there and they saved people. Alan doesn't like the word hero. Well, he's fine with it, but he just wants us to know that there are many heroes behind the scenes of this story. After narrowly escaping with his tundra and the clothes on his back, Alan posted a picture of the damage his truck sustained to his Instagram handle at the underscore Pandra, where it went viral. Go take a look at it. It's awesome. It's crispy. And it looks like a marshmallow or s'mores. And in a time when we can't have nice things on the internet, Alan's a bright spot who we are truly honored to give a new 2019 Tundra TRD Pro to 10 days later. We were lucky enough to have the opportunity to sit down and talk to him about the experience in his new Tundra. And without further ado, here's the story of Alan and his marshmallow Tundra, better known as the Pandra. I'm here with Alan Pierce, and we are sitting in your brand new Tundra, 2019 TRD Pro. Yeah. And it is. We're doing the podcast from your new Tundra. It's super fancy, yo. I'm like, <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, like one of those like princess movies where, where like the normal girl goes and like I'm getting a little tiara. If people don't know, Alan lives in Paradise, California. Lived in Lived Paradise, in Paradise Cal- California. Yes. And unfortunately, the California wildfires kind of ravaged your village. My, yeah, my little town. You save people. You don't like the word hero. And I get it. I totally well, get it. It's uncomfortable. Well, it's, it's, it's not that I don't like the word hero. I think the way I, I, I think my favorite way that I've said it is that I don't want to be singled out as a hero. Right. Because like the thing I keep saying is I was one of many because I, because I was. Right. But your story, I think, resonated with people because it was just... People know that a lot of people were behind you and doing other stuff and the firefighters and the police officers and the National Guard. Oh, so amazing. Yeah. But your Tundra, so maybe you're not, you're a hero, but you're not the celebrity here in this story, right? Yeah. I think the celebrity would have to be the Pandra, my uh, 2017 Tundra SR5 that is now the, yeah, that, that I built up into what it is now. Mm-hmm. So take us so take us back to Thursday. So you get the evacuation order. What happened that day? Uh, well, actually, we didn't get necessarily an evacuation order. Our, our hospital gathered together when we saw that there was a, a fire headed towards towards it. Um, we live in a forested area, and fire moves very quickly when you add in elements of wind. Mm-hmm. So it was headed right to us. We had a meeting and quickly decided to evacuate. Um, it's called an incident command meeting where all the leaders meet and made a quick decision to evacuate. And then we um, all kind of broke out to our different departments and, and just initiated evacuation with our teams. And we got every single patient of the hospital out of the hospital and headed down the hill to uh, the local hospitals mm-hmm. in Butte County. 
And then you're like, we got to go back, right? At that point, after the patients were evacuated, then the staff and team and like the clinical staff that had stayed behind to evacuate the patients was now starting to head down the hill. And um, several of us got trapped in the fires trying to evacuate on these small, you know, kind of mountain roads. We were actually just stopped in the middle of the fire mm-hmm. as it kind of came up around us. And at some point, um, I was given the opportunity to turn around by a bulldozer at, at a moment that was a little bit... Uh, Fortuitous? Uh, I don't know. Just scary. And yeah. it was it, I, Scary is the wrong word. It was all just terrifying. And, and I know I've, I've told other people, you know, I was playing music in the car. I was playing... Mm-hmm. Playing music off the Deadpool two soundtrack, which uh, if you haven't heard it, has songs like by Peter Gabriel, yeah, Aha, Cher, Dolly Parton. It's it's just kind of this cool eclectic kind of eighties nineties. Celine Dion. Yeah, Celine Dion's the the like one of the first big tracks that one that she wrote actually just for that. So it had some just kind of haunting like slow songs that I was trying to use to calm down the two people in the car with me and just keep, you know we were just singing along with some Peter Gabriel as we drove by fire like walls of like the the walls of the mountain were on fire like right next to the truck and that's when a lot of the damage happened. Yeah, there was explosions. Uh, from all the propane tanks from this little rural town. A lot of people have just propane tanks like outside their houses that were right. exploding. Cars were exploding. People were trying to scoot by on different sides that were not in cars that were able to really do that. Our cars would catch on fire and they would have to like run down the middle of this kind of hellscape that the fire had created around us. Uh, at some point, I get trapped on the left in the left lane, which would normally have been a two-lane road, but everyone was trying to head out the same way. We're in a gridlock. The fire truck next to me has decided to shelter in place and put their their space blankets against the windows. And the two people in my truck decided to uh, go okay, out to the fire truck. Yeah, to, to just go to the fire truck because mm-hmm. you know they were, they need they wanted to see their families again, and and everyone does what they need to do in an emergency. Yeah. And I I decided to stay in my truck because I did not want to block anyone. Yeah. If if you. if anything happened opened up in front of us to move, I didn't want my my giant tundra blocking like an entire lane of traffic behind me. Right. Because I had friends. Because that's what was happening, right? Yeah. Like, everyone was just... gridlocked. I mean, and most of the people in my in the immediate like maybe five cars in front and a, and behind well, behind me were were all pe- my team members mm-hmm. that I work with. So I stayed in the truck and. Things got kind of dark. And, you know, when you see the fire truck next to you, not even trying to move forward anymore and not trying to do anything, it, it, it gets a little, a little scarier. And uh, I just listened to the music and I started recording some, some Instagram stories that I didn't know if they were going to go out or not because I had no signal there. Um, kind of talking to my friends and Telling them I wasn't going to make it on the camping trip this weekend. I had a camping trip planned to Joshua Tree with my buddies. And then I recorded some videos just directly to my phone that were just to my family and close friends and just tell them that I tried to do everything I could to get out of here and that I love them. And uh, I still haven't watched those videos. Yeah, <laughs> They're still in there. I, I, I debate like whether to erase them or not, but it's all part of that story, like in that chunk of... Well, it's photos and like videos. Processing of it too, right? You'll watch them when you're ready. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll watch them eventually. It's I've watched the Instagram ones because uh, I because because they eventually posted later that day when I was eventually able to evacuate, and right. then my friends started really freaking out. Right. But then I had to record a quick one. I'm like, hey, I'm fine. 
Everything's like I made it down. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, jumping back to the fire, I was sitting there. Um, I, after I recorded those videos, I, I wrapped up the phone and the best, you know, like whatever I could to like try right. to make sure it wouldn't melt. Yeah. And get destroyed if my car caught on fire because at that point I thought this is what was going to happen. You know, I've, I've got a jacket up against the window to block the heat from this uh, truck that was on fire right outside my truck. Like, Yeah, right there. Right there. And um, the left side of the truck doesn't have a ton of like like visual damage that you can see. But once you look close, you know, you see the middles of the wheels and like little plastic parts are slightly melted and stuff. Right. Not nearly as dramatic as the other side, but... If there was no damage at all and you saw that, you would actually notice it. Right. <laughs> Pretty, like, you know, if you clean the car, it'd be a disaster on the left side, too. I've got my my jacket up against the wind, window to block the heat coming in through from that from that truck on fire. And then all of a sudden, I hear, like, there's just this, like, crack and this bulldozer is knocking that truck over onto its side, kind of like someone kicking over a shoebox. It was very dramatic and, wow. and like, powerful. And that truck explodes. And then, you know, I'm kind of going through that shock of like, okay, these two huge things are happening. And then and then I see like a path like out into the forest. Mm-hmm. And so I drive out into the forest because, yeah. it's, you know, it's paradise and it's mostly forest and houses and stuff. And I'm able to turn around there. And um, and then I, I head back up the... I, I get back and go back on the lane I was in and head back up to the the hospital. And people have asked me why I head back to, up to the hospital. I don't know. Like, it wasn't like a conscious decision. I just drove back up to the hospital. And it ended up being, you know, a pretty safe place to be because it's mm-hmm. big parking lots, no trees in the middle of the parking, you know, no nothing like, you know, it's right. big open spaces of asphalt. So I park my truck like in the most open space I can find, not near trees, not, you know. And I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know what I've done to it yet. And I, I get out and I... I immediately look at the side that was up against the fire and, and it was, I, I take out my phone and snap a couple pictures and, and like a little video. And I'm like, it, it's like, you know, if my, I don't know, I was saying things like if my kids saw this, like they would be, if they, if they saw a marshmallow of this color, it would be perfect. Right. You know, it'd be like the, this perfectly toasted marshmallow. And um, that's kind of where that started. Right. That was the first time that was said. Yeah. <laughs> it's been said many times by many other people because it is that just perfect shade. It really is. Or yeah. creme brulee yeah. or a s'mores. I think my dad immediately yeah. saw it and was like, oh, s'mores. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, give me that Hershey bar. <laughs> and so one of my other, you know, actually a friend, but she's actually used to be one of my leaders, like was following me and we just hugged each other and we like head back to the hospital mm-hmm. where we saw some people milling around. And we start realizing people are showing up to the hospital for help. And for mm-hmm. and and cops are dropping off people with smoke inhalation and, and other issues like there's someone that was pregnant and you know there's there's all kinds of these different types of things that are happening di- things that are happening different like acuity levels of patients which you know how basically how sick they are like it could be like someone who's just got like a cough from the smoke and like to like you know we need to like help them breathe right like they can't breathe on their own anymore. And you being, and because we haven't said it yet, I mean, so you're the ICU nurse manager there, right? Yes. Uh, At the hospital. Yeah, I'm the nurse manager. I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for over 10 years. We actually, like, I had two other friends, uh, my buddy Jeff Roach and Ben Mullen, especially that I work together with. Uh, they're both nurse leaders. Uh, Jeff runs surgical and uh, Ben runs cardiopulmonary. He's an RT by by trade, but he manages those two departments. And he's just an amazing resource and person. Mm-hmm. And Jeff as well. 
so we start raiding the hospital. We start, we get, you know, I get into my office um, in the hospital, get on my headlamp because all the power's down, generators off, power's been killed to the hospital, right? Cell phone towers down. So we just start raiding the hospital for 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 equipment, anything and everything you can find, everything we can use to to treat a patient. First, yeah. we get lamps for people, then we go back in and get medical equipment, uh, which is IV bags, poles, kits crash carts, yeah. anything we might need to like run a, a small hospital yeah. and medications that we can grab like from throughout the hospital. And we just start setting up in front of the ED, like out in the kind of like the covered part of the ED where you would come in if you're dropping someone off. Right. We start uh, just setting up and grabbing gurneys out of the ER and, and, and I have the medics grab chairs and set up a triage area for, for like the, what we call the walking wounded people that are like, they're, they're, not perfect, but they're, you know, they could, they could yeah. walk and they can kind of take care of themselves. And then yellows, those are greens and yellows are like the kind of, that are more yeah. injured. And then reds are the ones that we need immediate detention. And I won't talk about the other tag. And, yeah. and um, so we just start setting all that up. So, so we have these areas, the medics know how to triage. So they're yeah. they're as perfect. people come in, they're tagging them, getting blood pressures, getting information yeah. and, and, and just seeing if, you know, it's just a really quick, like, are you okay? Like, what's happening? What can you do? What can't you do? And then put them in the right area so yeah. we know what we're, what our priorities are for treatment. So during that, and then we're going back in, raiding for like food, water. I'm going mm-hmm. in the cafeteria, like getting all the, dumping all the stuff from the fridge, like Gatorades and stuff and, yeah. and uh, getting more masks out uh, for, for people that don't have them. I think I went through four masks that day. They would just like turn black and you'd have to get like another oh one. Oh my God. Because we, right, we were right in the middle of the fire. Like right. outside the hospital, there was literally fire breaking out or or already broken say, out around us. At some point while you're doing this, a part of the hospital caught on fire, correct? Yes. And so once we had kind of got everything settled, all and the fire crews that were there were also, uh, were telling us, oh, the, the, and, you know, the back, the backside, the lower level of the hospital has become involved, which means they, it's fire talk for, it's on fire. Right. I don't know why they can't just say that. It's, invo- <laughs> it's become involved. Yeah. And we're in a relationship with it now. Fire and it. It's like when you're cheating on your yeah, spouse yeah, 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 yeah. and you're like, we're just involved. It's fine. Yeah. You know. So, so yeah, it's cheating on, on, on not, not being on fire with right. being on fire. And so we, we, uh, May, we come together, all the different crews and nurses and doctors and and us leaders, and we make a decision to move to the helipad because we know that part, that area is burned over and the rest of it's just asphalt. So, so the helipad had already burned over. And yeah. you were just like, that seems like a good place because it's not going to burn twice. Well, it's flat and everything that could burn was, was, was already burned. burned. So, so it just made sense. And we were out in the open. The only thing that didn't make sense is if we were going to do some kind of heli evac, but it was so windy and there was so much smoke that that yeah. wasn't going to be happening. Right. There were a lot of stories, especially initially. It was that kind of annoying thing when you're, when you know what happened and you're hearing news reports that, that yeah. helicopters evacuated us out. I'm like, no, we drove out yeah. on, like on our own wheels and tires and, uh, and tundras. It was very surreal. Like I've got pictures of us on the helipad. And like how we set everything up and it almost looked like it was kind of made for that with all the patients around the outside mm-hmm. edge of the, of the circle and all our equipment in the middle and medications and everything. So we could kind of keep an eye on everything. And uh, with our hospital burning in the background, it's, 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 it's like a movie. Oh yeah. It's like a movie. And I've told people like the part where I was stuck in the fire and like we kept getting gridlocked and stuck and 
driving next to everything. And then the bulldozer comes through. Yeah, and And like all that felt like the worst action movie ever where someone like just mashed all the stunt buttons at once because it (laughs) it was just like fire tornadoes, explosions, car tires exploding, trucks exploding, cars driving by on fire, people running down the middle of this hellscape. Yeah. And it was just like, can't they like change the pacing and stuff so this makes sense? But this was like real life and it was actually that terrible. Wow. So we're on the helipad and like, you know, at this point, like people wanted to hear that we were afraid, but that, that was actually the part where we actually, you know, in front of the e- ED and then later in front on the helipad, this is the part we knew how to do. This right. is the part we, this is where you're we like do day to day. Yeah. This is like super calm. And if anything, we we're having a really good time. Yeah. And I, I don't mean that in any kind of disrespectful way. It's just, I was getting to work with some of my, some of the people I would trust with my own family and loved ones' lives, mm-hmm. like some of the best healthcare workers I know in the most like adverse situation and just watching them just, just rock it. Like it's like when you practice piano and you know all the chords so well that now you can just improvise and you know, it was like jazz. Like mm-hmm. we were just, we were just improvising, like things would happen and we'd adjust and, and we'd tweak and we'd move and we'd like move where we were and, and it all just kept working. This is what you train for, yeah. right? We we literally train for disaster preparedness, and mm-hmm. we literally train for triaging patients in an emergency, like if a school bus when it got in a crash or whatever. Yeah. So we can handle a lot of patients at once mm-hmm. and just separate them out into like who needs treatment first and prioritizing care. And what time? At what point do did you get out? Were you like, okay, we got everybody stable that we can get stable, and now it's time to move again? Well, that 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 part was ongoing and you just keep doing it as you're doing it. And, and so people are like other officers or uh, firemen are taking people as they can? No, we, uh, no, we were all, we were all no, we were sheltered in place at the hospital parking yeah. lot. We weren't going anywhere. Okay. Until fire was able to open up a path on the main road. Mm-hmm. And that main road was the first road we went down before we got turned down onto that side road, Pence. And we're driving down there. And even so, we all lined up and did a caravan with yeah. like probably like 50 feet between each car. They wanted everyone to have a lot of space in case, because we understood what they meant when we started driving down, because there's like down power poles. There's, there was some, the, the weirdest, kind of craziest looking stuff is where you'd see electric, electric lines, you know, telephone lines, and the top half of the pole would be hanging, you know, this right. 20 foot section of pole hanging because the bottom half had burned and that's kind of still on fire. And this electric line, you're trying to drive, you're driving under it. You're driving, like you're doing the best you can to like not get hit with these things. And and like lines are literally sparking on the ground. Yeah. And like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a universal studios, like tour or something. And like with, and you're seeing your friend's houses driving by them, like burn to the ground and all, you know, it's that, that kind of imagery I saw from, um, from Santa Rosa where you just see chimneys. Yeah. Like, because the brick chimneys right. is all that survived. So these right. little like tombstones in the middle of this like flat fire world. I don't know. It was... I don't want this to be all depressing and stuff too, but well, let people know. Part, I mean, part, part is like it was just wild. Like it was, it was just so crazy, to say the least. Yeah, you you look around and it was like just fire, and you're like, oh, I know that house. I you know hung out there, and or and then there'd randomly be a house that wasn't touched. Like, and, and that's what they're saying. Like up there is like, you know, you'll have like 10 houses in this neighborhood and then one house is just standing like, like there was never a fire. Wow. You lost your house, right? Yeah. Yeah. We lost our house. 
And your hospital burned to the ground. And my, yeah, so I lost my house and my <laughs> Not job. Not to be total Debbie Downer about it. <laughs> but I mean, I work for Adventist Health for the River and they, I have to say, they've done everything they can to, to help us and protect us from the, the near future, you know, with uh, benefits and, and pay. So like my, like my, I applaud them for, for stepping awesome. up for like an entire hospital that is not going to be making money for their system for a little bit here. Yeah. My house is gone, but you know, the, the thing I, my wife was one of the first people to text me that morning about the fire and mm-hmm. she immediately started evacuating and she was able to get my, her, my kids, my dogs, our cat down the hill. And my kids weren't even exposed to the fire that some of these people went down. So down through, like like I had, like a lot of the people in this town had the same experience I had driving down these roads and getting trapped and having like, you know, I had friends that had, that were behind me that their car stalled out because of the fire. Like it just wasn't Mm -hmm. able to keep running. Right. And uh, they found their car was like a husk later, but they had to walk and run through these literal walls of fire, Not, not fire on both sides, but like walls of fire that were above the tundra that I had to drive through. And that's not as, like, that probably didn't do any damage, like, sitting up against the fire uh, earlier, but it's still a, a, kind of a crazy thing to do. Yeah. To to just have to drive. And they were, they were having to, like, jump through these and run up these. Well, try, they said they would try to run, but they couldn't because there was no air. Right. Part of the reason their car stalled out. I have no idea how my truck kept running, but it did. And, uh, you know, I have, and, like, people ask, yes, I had the air conditioning on. No, I didn't look at the outside temperature monitor to see what I. But now I'm kind of pissed that I didn't because <laughs> I would really. <laughs> but you didn't want to know at that I, point. Well, I just like, didn't uh, even know. It. I, I was like, oh, I should have looked. But, <laughs> but, and I know I never had any check engine lights come on or or any high temps or high pressures. I'm looking at my car. Well, you know, I get I drive all the way down. At this point, I'm not carrying anyone because the patients are all like we have them all in police like vans and stuff right. and, and and other like other vehicles like that, that can carry like big, you know, gurneys and stuff yeah. and some ambulances, of course. So we get down the hill. Like I have mm-hmm. to go through Oroville through this like crazy route where I actually end up on a dirt road coming from Oroville to Chico, which I've never gone down, but I want to find it again. And because um, awesome. I drive to Oroville a lot to go paddleboarding and on the, in the lake there and the right. after bay and the fore bay. Mm-hmm. But I've just never been down the road. Like Google took me there because all the other ones close to Chico were blocked off. And I'm just trying to get to my family. At this point, I've been able to call Leah my wife and she's like beside herself because oh, she sure. literally she knew I was trying to get out. She knew that much, and then she didn't hear from me for hours. Yeah, and she's and all she's seeing is the news with how terrible the situation is, and people are trying to get out, and like she knows that it's bad. Can't even imagine what she was going through. I'm getting all the way to Chico. I actually go to the incident command center for my hospital first because I'm, yeah. I'm one of the leaders, and I need to report off like what we had just been through because mm-hmm. we were completely cut off from them every now and then i'd get enough si- signal to like kind of text real quick to tell them what how many patients we had and what we were dealing with and they, it was it was just the, the communications were were very very little so i went down there and kind of debriefed them on what what happened up there and uh i remember walking in there just covered in uh, you know where my face is black my Mouth is like white from oh from God. having the mask on yeah. the whole time, yeah. and and I've got my I've I have these work, uh, kind of work glasses I use at work that I use also when I'm working on my motorcycle or truck or something, some safety glasses. So I'm wearing those. Right, I, I wear wear them at work too because they just have good eye protection. 
And they just start kind of like, they're super quiet. They were talking and they all stopped. And one of, one of the guys in the back just raises his fist like that. It was, I was like, I thought I, thought I was going to get like that high school slow clap starting. Right. I was just, I'm like, please do th- somebody start clapping. But they didn't, they didn't, you know, people just start getting up and hugging me. And like, at this point, like the emotions are starting to like, yeah. I'm trying to, I'm, the whole reason I didn't go straight to my wife is because I knew I wouldn't be able to hold it together right. after that. So I went straight to work, back to work. Yeah. And talked to them and uh, kind of gave, I gave them the list of the people that were there and kind of like the general numbers that I could remember of, of, of people we took care of. Yeah, I just kind of did my, finished my work for that moment. And then I went, drove to see my wife and kids. And unfortunately, I drove up where they could see the burnt side of the truck. Oh, no. I wish, like, I wish I had backed in, you know, yeah. like into the driveway, like, because it terrified all of them and like they were coming out and then they were running out yeah. to see me and I felt super bad about that because it's dramatic. You've seen you've seen yeah. the, you've seen the Pandra. It's very dramatic, like in the picture, but up close it is. Well, for me, it's it show it shows like everything I saw, right? Like it, like even just talking, even just, burn mark, even know, just talking scars. about it now, just like kind of shakes me a bit, and I'm still kind of working through all of that <laughs> that trauma. But yeah, they come running up and, you know, Leah just like jumps up and like is hugging me and she's just holding me and, and the kids are just hugging me and crying and like they don't ever like cry like this. And yeah. it was, I just broke my heart to see that they were that sad and that scared for that long. Right. You know, as dad, I know, yeah, I went through all this, but you know, as dad, I'm like, I, you don't want to make your family feel like that. Right, right. And I, and I like, I'm like trying to fight with this, like it's, I know it's not my fault, but I really feel bad that they're, that they felt this mm-hmm. way about me. <laughs> And so, um, can we get through that? And um, so, then a couple yeah. days later, you posted a picture of it. So, yeah. And then a couple days later, I'm like just flipping through my Instagram. And then I go over to my like truck one and, you know, just kind of like looking at people's trucks. And I'm like flipping through my pictures. I'm like, oh, this is a really, I had, I had taken this one picture like when I got down to Chico where I like the sky. I'm like, wow, the sky looks just like the truck. Yeah. Like, you know, with the smoke and like that kind of drama of like this, this guy and the, and it totally matches this like toastiness of the truck mm-hmm. and with the melted headlights and stuff, it just like really just dramatic and I took it and I, you know, I always try to take like cool pictures of my truck and that was like a cool picture. Because you started this Instagram specifically just to talk about your truck. You like your truck? Yeah, it's not even to talk about my truck. It's for me to talk about my truck to me. Like, <laughs> like I wasn't, I wasn't trying to gather followers. If you look at the truck, it's, it's cool. It's, I love it. I love the build and it's this solid like white and black and and the little bits of chrome that hadn't been taken dele- deleted yet. And it's just a very kind of minimalist like sweet looking yeah. Like good stance, good sized tires and you know and and I could roll over a lot of stuff apparently. Yeah. And get me out of a lot of trouble, but I was trying to make this functional truck so it wasn't ever going to like catch anyone's eyes like oh wow like <laughs> well and you used it to follow other like the truck community yeah and I, and, and I used it to follow like other people in the truck community because so i could communicate with them like oh i like those i like those tires like what what lift did you have to get to fit those tires like right. well and everything you know and like they were they were so cool like there's especially these guys in arizona that i followed that did it and like and you know like and we're following like their lives like one guy's moving like away from arizona to here and like there's some people in northern california and and just following them and and kind of like everyone just kind of communicates. Everyone's pretty chill. Like it doesn't matter how many followers they are. You know, they're just happy to talk about their trucks. And like, mm-hmm. I don't, I personally don't put a lot of my, any kind of family in, in that. There might be like a little snap of my kid in there just because she was hanging from the poles. And I thought that was funny, you know, the rack. And then, yeah. uh, or my dog, like 
Like, you know, because I always put him in the back of the truck. Right. You know, because he's too big to go in the back. What back kind of dog kids. is he? Come on. The, that one, the one that goes in the back is a bull mastiff. And he's like a big boy. He's about maybe 120. He's a little lazy guy, but he just gets in the back. I actually have to use a ramp for him because he's too lazy to jump. Yeah. Too heavy to carry all the time. I can, kind of, I can lift him up, but it's yeah. like, you know, I just carry a ramp to do that. And yeah. then... um. And so, you know, it's mostly just the truck. It's just like a little journal. I think somebody said, maybe even you said, it was like, oh, it's like a little, it's like a journal of the build of the truck. Very first picture is like when I drove it off the lot and like parked it at my brother-in-law's house to show him. I was like, oh, that's good. And I'll take a picture here. Mm -hmm. And then just all the way through, you know, last two, what, two Saturdays now ago? I don't, I'm I'm so lost on time right now. Where it's it's, it's officially 10 days since Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that first seven days, of just after the fire was like flew, it felt like two or three days. Yeah. Well, so from our perspective, right? Uh, I work in social media. So I started to see on Saturday just a bunch of notifications come through to my email of people like, hey, Toyota, you got to get this guy a truck. Toyota, you got to get this guy a truck. And so I started looking through and I was like, what happened? And like, for not, you know, for being a nurse and ICU nurse, and you started this for the, you know, just to, because you like your truck, I was like, He's got a pretty like curated, I mean, like good, you know, it looks nice. You know, all the pictures look nice. Well, even my personal Instagram, I don't just throw up whatever picture. Even if it's like this kind of cool moment, I'm not going to even post it if it's not like, if it doesn't appear to be somewhat framed and somewhat like the color feel right and no no weird shadows on people's faces. But that immediately triggers, I'm like, who is this person? (laughs) Like, who is this and what's happened? And so at that point... When I saw it Saturday morning, you had already had four thousand followers. So I was like, "Oh, maybe he was—he's someone in the truck community." That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was someone who watched the truck community. <laughs> so it had like four thousand likes when I saw it, and I was like, "We have to say something." And I didn't want to be like, "Of course, we're going to get you a new truck." Like that's going to happen. I remember, I remember you did respond, and I was, I was like, "Whoa, that's cool!" Like, like and I, I, what was it you said? It was like it was just like a we're. Your, right. guy, your guy's first. You got before the first. The, it was like we're just glad it got you to safety or yeah, something like yeah. that. And yeah, then, and then I remember people going like, "That's a good really? start, Toyota." Really, like, Toyota. That's, <laughs> like, that's a good start. I'm like, dude, I, I wanted to get on there, but like, I, I just from listening to other people, uh, other people's podcasts, and they talk about like how not to engage with trolls. You know, don't yeah. feed, don't feed the trolls, starve the trolls. Exactly. That, was from, that was from starve. some people I know here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't I like, I wanted to get on there. I'm like, Hey dude, I'm just, I was that, this was my, like, I think from the first line of my thing, I'm like, this is my Toyota commercial. Yeah. You're like, this truck saved my life today. You know, the, you know, like I worked with these people and this happened. And, and since then people have taken off and like added new, new heroic things that I did. Every time someone reposts it on the internet. But so you and I, we went and had drinks last night. We mm. met you for the first time face to face after yeah. talking for a week. And like there was some guy on who was like, oh yeah, you rescued my sister. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh. So it is, I mean, I it's guess, not just legend, you know, and you did help a I know, ton of people. And I just, I think I just, it was such a lot. It was a lot to process and, and I continue to process that, you know, People are like, oh, I'm so sorry you lost your house and your job. And like, I'm really having a hard time processing the f- being trapped in the fire. I'm still, yeah. I'm still working my way through that. Yes, I laugh and smile a lot, but there's a lot of like stuff yeah. behind my eyes that I'm just like still trying to, what do you do with that information? Because yeah. it's like, it's there. And this is what I guess they call trauma because it's there, mm-hmm. but you, people can't see it. You know, they don't, they don't see the, the, all the 
fear that is still like trapped in my brain and like the people I hang with, out with that were up on the hill and that got trapped up there with me and like in different situations like that. Everyone's got these just insane stories. Right. Those are the only people I can actually be around and and talk about it and not mm-hmm. feel like I need to to qualify all my statements and right. say like, I'm not trying to be dramatic, but you know, I'm not trying to, you know, like, you know. I don't think anyone, I mean, I think you're being dramatic about it. I, you know, the farther away it gets from it, I think they... I just, I still, I'm still wary of that. Yeah. You know, I'm still wary of that. Like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that closes his eyes and like jumps back awake because I see fire. I don't want to wake up like in tears. Yeah. I don't like that. That's not, that's not my plan. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not how I like to brand myself. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, you're, you're equipped at least as a medical professional to kind of know some of the signs, symptoms, signals. Well, I am. And that's why I'm doing the things I do. Like meet with my friends. We, we've been doing some like... <laughs> it sounds funny, but we're doing like uh, meditation. Yeah, we do. We meet. We just meet up with each other and have a beer. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes that's what it is. Sometimes uh, we're doing like restorative yoga, where you're just. I know it, sa- it sounds like I'm like this hippie, but this is the first times I've actually done like, like actual guided meditations with people outside mm-hmm. of like an app on the phone or something. Right. But luckily, I'd already kind of been going down that path like the weeks prior. Yeah. So um, I had like a little jump start into it to like kind of understand what the what the mm-hmm. process was. Not claiming that I have my head completely wrapped around it, but I know, I know why, like why you do it. Yeah. You know, and you know, it's this whole thing where you, you know, people in the world expect all the stuff from other people, but are are you, you know, they want here come come fill my cup. Like, yeah. But like, how are you? How do you expect like like if I ask you for a dollar and you don't have it? Do I even have a dollar in my pocket to right. give you? Like, right. you know, like I'm asking you for this, but do I have this to give? Right. So, so that's where what got me, kind of got me down this path of like, oh, I need to fill my own cup first before yeah. I expect it from other people. Doesn't mean I'm perfect and I and I nail it all the time, but mm-hmm. I, that's my goal yeah. to like try to. <laughs> now we've gone down that path, but yeah. So we're doing medica- meditation, doing um, and just hanging out, like and but also you know during all of this, I've got to you know, find a rental because Mm -hmm. the entire town of Paradise now lives in Chico or is spread out everywhere. But a lot of them ended up in Chico. And now we've got to find a rental. And rentals that you just would have been meeting the person for now have five different other families looking for that same rental. And uh, we were lucky enough to be able to live on my in-law's property. They And then another, my other brother-in-law was had a big trailer that we could live in. So we have like our your own two, space, two kids yeah. and like you know we keep some of our dogs in there but some of them stay in the house and like you know there's other there's one other displaced family in that house with yeah. us so it was it's tight yeah and you know everyone's uh, like everyone's in in everyone's face all the time so trying to get those moments alone or, trying to process and while everyone's trying yeah yeah it's like getting trapped at thanksgiving dinner forever <laughs> is what it is so i went from one hell into another hell of the most loving people it's almost like you came out of that meme where it's like, and everything's on fire. <laughs> yeah. And then I like step into a, a frying pan. And so, no, they're actually the best. They're such, they're such a loving family. But, you know, just being around anyone, especially people that you have these close relationships gets yeah. harder to be civil. Can I give a shout out to your brother-in-law who contacted Toyota? <laughs> What's his name? He contacted like everybody at Toyota. It's got to be Wes because he's... Uh, assertive. Yeah. So in addition to all of this going on, you know, and so we, so Monday I was tracking it, watching it Monday, wake up. And one of my, it just so happens. One of my first meetings that day was with Ed Laukas, vice president of marketing and at Toyota. And I said, Ed, have you seen this thing? And he was like, 
Yeah, I've gotten like 76 emails about this. <laughs> like, yes, everyone. And we also had already had from Toyota of Great Britain an email from them being like, have you seen this? And we're like, yes, we've seen this. Did they say it like that? Yes. Like, Pip, Pip, have you seen this? I don't, I don't know. That was a bad... I, I apologize to all of Great Britain. We appreciate I'm, you. I'm now out. embarrassed. <laughs> have you seen this? Have you seen this? Harry Reason Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> Wait, uh, what house are you in, in Harry Potter? Uh, I should say probably Slytherin. <laughs> you did not. You did not just say Slytherin. Because <laughs> I'm cunning. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably identify those. Although, actually, with all the stuff right now, it'd definitely be Gryffindor, right? Obviously, Gryffindor. Yeah, because they're brave, and people keep calling me brave. Obviously, if they were in my head, they would not call me that. But the but the, my actions, I guess, I will align and 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 agree with people. Get we're, on the train. We're on the brave side because. Yeah. Because it's easy to be brave when you're surrounded by your your people that yeah. know that we all know how to work together. Yeah. Let's get to happier stuff. Can we get to happier stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's, let's talk about when you called me. I was. <laughs> so first of all, I called you and you did not answer my call. Well, I don't answer calls that I don't have numbers. <laughs> if I don't have your contact, I don't contact. I don't answer your call. Which means so throughout that Monday, it was like, okay, are we going to do, you know, my first meeting with Eddie was like, I was like, are we going to give him a truck? Because that's what everybody's saying. And by the way, you have to think about the other side of this. And so in social media, when something like this happens, we're like, who is this person? Are they a good person? Yeah, We'd love to background check you before we even know you, but we can't do that, you know? mm -hmm. So we kind of have to go on our gut. Okay. He's a nurse. He's a manager of nurses. So he's probably been background checked I've by been, the hospital. I've been background checked by, by uh, the nursing board. Yes. I've been background checked by the hospital. I yeah. was also a substitute teacher. Background check there. So we went through all So these many things. times. We kind of process of elimination did. We were like, yeah. okay, he's been background checked by... So at least that's good, mm-hmm. right? On the other side, it's like, okay, let's start going through his Instagram feed and seeing, okay, he just likes, you know, trucks. Trucks. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and he likes Toyotas because he has a picture. Not only did you have your Tundra, but you used to have a Tacoma, right? Yeah. So, all right, he likes Toyotas, fine. Which, I mean, that wouldn't have determined either way. But, yeah, a lot of people like Toyotas. <laughs> but we, True, a lot of people do. But these are the steps that we're going through. And then also, we want to be sensitive to the fact that you weren't the only one who lost, you know, your house and, mm-hmm. and truck and stuff. And there would be other people that lost that. Can we give everyone a new Toyota? Probably not. But I think just the way that you wrote it, the humbleness, the the appreciation and and the story that from especially from the guy from New York Times. How did he get your story? I think there was a lady in Chico here that saw my truck mm-hmm. just walking around because I was at the incident incident command um that had now been was set up near Enlo Hospital, Enlo Hospital in Chico. And she saw my truck. And then she saw it on Instagram somehow. Like maybe, mm. I, don't, I don't know. But it's weird because she did this weird share. Because when I post on Instagram, I did copy it to my personal page on Facebook, which, which my sister was like, hey, try to share it. But I usually have everything locked up on Facebook. Right. Everything. And so I, I, I shared that one public. Yeah. And then she, she moved that. And that had its own thing. But like by then, some... Um, Lady, I, I, won't, I won't name her name for her privacy, but I mean, it's, that's the one that really went viral on the mm-hmm. Facebook end of things. Right. She shared this story, which was mostly right. right. You know, it got a little more, you know, you know, a little mm-hmm. little bit of a telephone game, which yeah. you know, I feel like mine was dramatic enough to without adding anything. But right. and I explained that to her. I actually wrote her and said, like, "Hey, this isn't exactly what happened. This right. is what happened." But the New York Times guy got a hold of her, uh. and she 
relayed said, like, this, hey, this guy from the New York Times wrote and and he wants to get a hold of you. I'm like, well, personally, I, I told you earlier, I was born in New York. Yeah. All my Irish family is from New York. So they're all like cops and like that cliche Irish, yeah. like cops and firemen, right? Yeah. And so, and my dad was the, he, you know, he broke ranks and became a doctor. Yeah. You know, I grew up like around the New York Times, like even when my, we lived in Virginia. Yeah. So it was like just one of those kind of papers that I knew. And I'm like, I will, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll talk to him. Like, you yeah. know, just, but you know, I have my certain requests. Like she had made that GoFundMe, the right. same lady, um, which, you know, was kind of uncomfortable. We're already vulnerable and now it looks like we're asking for money. Right. But, but she had made it and I was like, okay, you know, at this point without it, with my job in question and my, and my house gone, mm-hmm. um, I'm not gonna, I'm not, uh, you know, I think I said I'd be like remiss not to, at least post it once. Right. Which I did once. Mm-hmm. And but it, from then on, I've asked people actually not to mention it. Yeah. And I'm only mentioning it here for the story. Um, please help Paradise like shelters instead, everyone. And because people were asking me, like, I want to help you. I want to help. And I was like, look, I, so that's what that's what made me actually post it because people were like going to start sending me all their old clothes. Yeah. And <laughs> and, and what, I, what I really needed to do, do was find a rental and a right. job. Right. And just to just stay on our feet, we're good. But like you know, we want to stay good. And I, I, and so like the GoFundMe was just like an opportunity. To like okay, I'm gonna look at this as an opportunity to like make sure my house, my my family is able to bridge to whatever this next chapter of our yeah. lives is. Now that we got a full reset on stuff mm-hmm. and profession, Jack Nikas or N I C A S, yeah, got a hold of her. And she, and then she got a hold of me and and um, passed his information. And I, and I was like, hey, yeah, I'll talk to you. And he was one of the first people. And I kind of, it was, you know, at this point, I'm, I've, I have a different reason to talk to media, right? You know, because I want people to focus on paradise, and I'm using this story to like keep people talking about paradise. Yeah. But at that point, I just wanted to clear the clarify like what happened. Yeah, you know, like at, at this point. I had tell uh, your story, which I, like, in turn I, tells the paradise story, yeah, right? Yeah, but like at this point, like. There were no helicopters that came and rescued us. Right. There were no, like, I didn't go drive. I didn't drive all the way down to Chico and and back like six times, like <laughs> one of the guys at the Toyota dealership said. I drove down. I evacuated once with a couple of my team members after we evacuated the whole hospital, which I thought was an amazing that we, you know, we got our first function, which yeah. is to protect patients and keep them safe. Done, and then we were protecting my staff and then us. Yeah, and we were doing that all in the right order, and then it ended up getting me stuck. Yeah. And some of my other team members stuck. So Jack, Jack gets a hold of me. So I'm using. I'm at this point. I'm actually just using an opportunity to like straighten out the storyline. Yeah. Like what happened, and that I was that it, I thought what happened was crazy enough that it didn't need any additional information. <laughs> like you know, and by then you people, people that, are adding yeah. things as they do it. Right. Like it's a telephone game. I get it. And it's, except now we've got the internet and like the entire nation involved in this telephone yeah. game. But I think the outpouring of emotion initially. I mean, it was just like. A, you're, you know, saying you're a hero. Thank you for helping. I mean, because it, this is a, this is a horrible situation happening here, you know, and, and you're one of like 20, 20 or 30 people, right. like up there on the hill helping another 20 yeah. people. Plus. It's just hard for people to understand, I think. And I think I've told you that, that like people don't, you know, they can't understand someone who would just be like, okay, let me go back and help. And a lot of times people would think about themselves and how can I get out to be with my family? But you went and helped not only... Yeah, know, but if that was... You had to do but, if, you had to but if that's your job, then then you know how True. to do it. It's a lot easier to be calm and in control if you're doing something that you know how to do. If like some person down the street came down and like saw these people that needed help, they don't, maybe they don't know how to be a nurse. Maybe they don't know how to give them the treatment they need, but I, I do. 
Mm-hmm. I'm an ICU nurse. I deal with all sorts of situations. Right. You said you you take care of people from like two to ninety eight, right? Yeah, and because it's a rural hospital, we actually have the med surge peds, so like the not as sick, you know, just the regular regular, you know, tonsillectomies and things, and those are all happening and put on our unit. And mm-hmm. like, if they have a little respiratory virus, we can handle them as long as they're not too sick. Yeah. And then we get all the psych patients that are getting kind of violent or or just. You know, yeah. <laughs> hard to hard to control, and then we get the detox patients, and get then, everything. But then, and then we get ICU patients that are actually right. like really sick, and sometimes need two two nurses to take care of them at once. Sometimes right. three, because you know they're on like maybe seven drips and a mechanical inv- ventilation and you know dialysis, yeah, like all at the same time, uh, yeah. And I know how to do that. The people I work with know how to do that. So mm-hmm. we, when we were there, we got to do that, and to be able to have a job in the middle of all of this. You know, gives you an opportunity to be calm and 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 make decisions. You know, you're not just like looking around, like, what do I do? You know, we there was a little ten year old kid. We gave him a job to like pass out waters. Perfect. And yeah. you know, so he had a job. He didn't have to be scared anymore. He was right. just like, I'm giving you water. I'm giving you Gatorade. Whatever. Like focus. You know? Yeah, and he was mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> he was awesome and brave. Let's go back. Okay, so Jack got your story. Sorry, I'm gonna. Oh, Jack. Jack. Got no, my no, story. We, we, no, no. We no. talked about Jack. No, but then he put it on Twitter first. He put it on Twitter and it started to go. And again, my inbox is ding, ding, ding of people, you know, who want a truck or to give you a truck, especially on Monday morning. And so I got a call, I think around like one or two and it said, Hey, Tyler, we're going to, we're going to give him the truck. And I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. Of course, because you're so deserving. So I go back and I'm like, okay, what are we going to say to him? And then I was like, wait a minute. Like, I think your brother-in-law had gotten in touch with us. The dealership started emailing us and saying, hey, because you <laughs> through all of this, you went and stopped at Chuck Patterson Toyota and got an oil change on it, didn't you? Or you uh, no, no, I was, I was, I was like, because the <laughs> people keep asking me, did you get all these like high heat warnings or like, you know, yeah. all this stuff? And I was like, actually, the only one I got was that I needed a scheduled maintenance. <laughs> like I turned it on <laughs> that day and I'm like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. You know, like scheduled maintenance. That's yeah. That's, Perfect. <laughs> great. Oil change. And so, like, I had visited my brother at the National Guard because he came in because they answered yeah. every disaster to help, like, like secure the areas. Like, while the firefighters are fighting, these guys secure the areas to try to, like, limit, like, any kind of looting and, and, right. and just kind of control tomfoolery right? and horseplay and, yeah. and ballyhoo. They do that. And so I was just going to there because I get to see him. You know, he's a really good guy and, and Awesome. Like yeah. I, at this point, I just want to see everyone I know and yeah. hug them and tell them I love them. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, boom, I'm there. And then I'm driving back. I'm like, oh, Chuck Patterson's. I'll stop there. And the, I didn't. I don't think I. At that point, I really realized like how viral the truck had gotten. Yeah. Like where I parked in front of there, they come out and they're all surrounding the car. Mm-hmm. And then people start pulling off the ro- the main road in front of it to like, are you the guy? Oh my God. Are you the guy? Are you the guy? And, and like it was. Weird. It was like kind yeah. of when the first kind of you're like, oh, this is a thing. Yeah, you know, that's when you realize you were going viral. <laughs> oh, that. Well, I knew just from the numbers, but you know, I it's not my my my. I'm not like a social media. Like I had a hundred something followers. Be- beginner social media. Yeah, beginner. I'm like a rookie novice. <laughs> like negative. Yeah, like, social media user. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I understand it from watching yeah. it, from seeing, from listening to like other people who have popular podcasts and like how they deal with like yeah. people that are talking bad. That's kind of like how I was able to like kind of, and you know, I work for a big organization. I, yeah, I know how to speak in a way that I'm not trying to. You know, I'm trying to manage people up generally and. 
in my in my public persona as, you know like you know nobody's perfect but i you know like when i have, when i have control of what i'm going to say in two sentences i try to make it like not mean and have it be meaningful not mean but meaningful yeah can we can we write that in Ooh. my in my book of social media <laughs> things i learned so i called you you didn't pick up because I, I didn't like, know you exactly, yes. and then I was like, "He doesn't know me," so I text you. Yes, and that's I said, a good way. Hey, it's Tyler from Toyota, trying to get in touch with you. Can you give me a call back? And you called back pretty quickly. Well, yeah, I'm like Tyler from Toyota. I'm like, it's good alliteration. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I called you, and then you started telling me stuff, and I was just, I think, I, I think I had to pull over at some point because I was like, this is. You were driving. I didn't even know you were driving. I was in the truck. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Of course you were in the I was, Yeah, because I don't... It what still else? drives. Yeah, it still drives. I'm so, <laughs> I would have been driving this if I was... I was driving that if I weren't driving this 2019 TRD Pro. What? So, I kind of had like... More, like, How do I communicate this? Because we didn't have any details, right? We Toyota, for people who don't know, we don't make any cars, right? We make cars at the plants and they are already pre-sold to the dealerships. They're ready to go, right? They're out to the regions. So Toyota Corporation, we don't make or sell anything. I think that's a hard concept for most people to Mm -hmm. wrap their heads around. You're just a company... And these other parts of your company. <laughs> yeah, we're a franchise system, right? Yeah. So these dealers are small business owners who, you know, pre-order whatever trucks and cars that they want <laughs> direct from our plants. And we, the corporation, just help kind of manage all of that. We don't buy or sell anything. Oh, we don't sell anything. We buy we bought a tundra this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They did buy they did buy one tundra. So I didn't have any details, right? And that was one of the things I wanted. I didn't want to say, we're getting, you know, you get a new car, yeah. but I a truck. And I don't know what that even looks like. Uh, so. Yeah. One of the things was like, so we have a whole department that does customer interaction. And I went to them and I said, hey, do you guys want this? And they were, you know, do you want to call Alan? And they were like, no, it's a social thing. Like, you've got it. And so I remember I ended up calling my VP because I was like, Am I the appropriate person to be calling him? I don't know. And my VP was like, as long as the customer experience center has said, you know, they're fine with you talking to him, like, go ahead. So, text you, called you. And I remember I wrote down my talking points and I said, you know, one, God, like what you've been through, I'm so sorry. Like, Toyota's so sorry. Like, I. I didn't want to seem like we can't even fathom what you're going through at this point, what the town's going through. And then I didn't want to seem like a corporation where, hey, here we come, save the day. We've Mm -hmm. seen this. Not at all. And I think the third point was like, we're going to give you a truck. I -hmm. don't know what that looks like. Yeah, and I think that I remember that part especially. Because, you know, at this point, everyone's like, oh, I'm so sorry and da-da-da. But um, you you said, you're getting a truck. I don't know what that means yet, but you're getting a truck. And I was like, that's so cool. I. That's really nice. And thank what, you. You, what, <laughs> like, what was your thought process? Like that's probably the last thing on your mind, right? Well, I mean, at that moment is the one it was in my mind. Like you're talking to me about giving me like the truck. And it's not a and it's not an inexpensive truck. Um, I'm thinking, are they giving me a truck and I'm finishing off my payments? Are they giving me a truck and and I will uh, say I remember it like free and clear? I'm like, what does this look like on taxes? I'm like, I'm kind of in a like at this point, I I don't think we'd even really finish conversations with insurance companies yeah, on anything. And I definitely hadn't even called my USAA because I was afraid... Uh, I, I mean, my insurance company on the truck because I was afraid they were going to take my truck. And it yeah. was the truck I had. And yeah. I, I love this truck. And I, I was like, I was afraid... I was literally afraid to call them and that they were going to be like, 
total your car and we're not covering you anymore and you're going to be driving the, if you drive this truck you're going to be driving on your own like oh you know my like God. i had like this fear like yeah you like, were telling me you were so very well that was like i don't have a job i don't have uh, a house i'm like am i going to be able to afford mm-hmm. this truck now right it's not cheap yeah like we were doing okay so but it's not cheap mm-hmm. one thing at a time right yeah house job yeah. Other stuff. Yeah. And and also, you know, during all this, I'm still the leader of the ICU. Mm-hmm. And it's still my job to keep my my people like in the loop of what what's happening with their jobs and like if they're still there and what kind of support they're going to get until then. Mm-hmm. Like if we need volunteers or if we need someone to work somewhere, you know, I'm still yeah. that person that, that, you know, I'm the loop of that communication. I'm, yeah. the, I'm, I'm where that communication loop closes between like the people above me and, and them. So yeah. that's, I'm still operating as their leader. I think I remember you too. You said something about like on the phone, you're just like, I just put so much into the suspension. On this oh, I know. I'm like, oh, that, oh yeah. That's the other thing. And I'm like, you're going to, Give and, me a truck. And, but you yeah. caught yourself because you're like, I just put a lot of money into this truck, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like you caught I was, yourself. I was like, you're like, wait a minute. I, I, mean, I mean, this truck was a little bit of a labor of love. It's stuff. I get that. But it's stuff that I really liked. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this was suspension. I was like, wow. I, th- I was one of the first like trucks to have this particular suspension. Yeah. Like, you know, like uh, that wasn't someone that was sponsored or, mm-hmm. or, uh, or an ambassador for them or something. I remember like the SDHQ, the company in Arizona that sold it to me, like yeah. they're like, oh yeah, this is one of the first ones we're sending out, you know, like, and, awesome. and the guy there, like Olson, I think. And I think a, a girl named Sabrina, like they, they were they, like, they, they, they were the two that like talked to me yeah, and they were super helpful and just awesome company. Those interactions, like just all these interactions in the truck world and like, and, and, buying this part and getting that put on and, and like getting these wheels I kind of always wanted and getting these tires that I always put on my truck and mm-hmm. and like and, and that rack like, yeah. it, like it's gonna give it's gonna take me a little time to like mourn that rack because yeah. I built that with my brother-in-law and and nephew you like gonna we, rebuild it? we welded we welded it all together I'm like no, it was another company might be doing. I don't have time now. <laughs> I don't have to, you got to focus. I think it feels like I have all the time in the world, but I really don't have a lot of time for some yeah. reason because I've got all these checklist things. You know, I waited in line for our mail at the post office for like an hour yesterday because all the Paradise mail goes to the Paradise, to the Chico post office. So I'm in line with everyone else. Yeah. And, you know, change my address and pick up the mail that we hadn't received in the past like week. So just there's a lot of real life stuff. This is amazing, but... You know, and people are like, oh, yeah. how's it feel to get Toyota? And, and, and like, I'm like, if all this happened like six months ago, it would be like super ultra Christmas. And yeah. right now it's like, oh, it's a really nice, it's super nice to you guys. Yeah. You know, like, I, and I hate to like, I'm so grateful and so humbled by everyone's responses and everyone's, and like, even like companies, you know, they're yeah. your companies, you're, you're Toyota, you're a big giant international company, but like people from your organization have reached out personally there was, uh, you know, somebody from the main office who I won't name. And then like someone who's like lead for the Tacoma Tundra builds. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like really touched. Like yeah. they would send me these long messages that were like, hey, you know, we followed your story. And like, you know, they said the nicest things. So before we got in the, the new Tundra here to do this podcast in the new Tundra, um, I was just taking some pictures of Alan, you know, of him with his truck, not at the dealership that we just came from where they handed it off to him, um, but just more in like a private setting. And these guys were getting out of a car nearby. And they're like, nice hey, truck. nice truck. And then I was about to tell Tyler, I'm like, see, this is sweet. Now it's not going to be like the Tundra guys. I'm just the guy with like a right. Tundra. 
and like new tundra and and then they and then they ask wait are you the guy that wait is getting the new tundra from toyota (laughs) and i'm like how do <laughs> I don't even know what's going on? People know it's so funny to see it in action. I'm very sad I haven't gotten a ride. So I got a selfie with the Pantra, which I was very excited about, but I did not get a ride in it. That's for the next time when it, we're bringing it to Plano. Okay. So. You, you get to drive it I'll if drive you want. It yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like wave. Drive it on campus. <laughs> yeah, you can drive it indoors like I did. Yeah, it's, are you gonna be able to let Pantra go? I worry about that. I. Oh, there's a lot, I've got a lot of stuff in there I need to get out. I, I, I'm like I don't have a deck system in the back of my in the back of my current truck, yeah. but I'm hoping to. We're still so the plan is right. You're we're still working it out with insurance on what's going on with that, and then once everything's done, we will be able to. Yeah, Toyota's going to take over the Tundra, and like I don't know something about this. This truck took me through hell. I love that Toyota's going to give it like the respect. I know it's just an object, but it was like an object that I was like that was near and dear, and I and just that it becomes like a symbol for. The resilience of that of of that team that built it, yeah. The kindness of the in San Antonio. Shout out to the workers in our San yeah, Antonio. Dude, plant thank here. you guys. I talked to your lead guy. I even left a video, like thanking all of you, on Messenger. So have him show it to you. Yeah, like you know, just just the over engineering this, like of making this vehicle that that went through things that it it was not designed for this. I don't care what your engineers say, but it made it through because you guys yeah. like over engineered it and made this truck that is just. Amazing. And not to take anything away from any other company trucks. There was a GMC right behind me that my friend drove in and she got out as well. Uh, but I, I drove a Toyota because I drive Toyotas and it made it through. And I'm very happy it did. <laughs> <laughs> We're very happy it did. Too. You guys got me up to help people more that I wasn't planning on doing. And then you got me down to see my family again. So thank you. I, I talked to people about this and they were said that I mean, this is the most positive story that they've seen at Toyota and they've been, you know, some of those people have been here 25, 30 years. That's just so awesome. I, which is great. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's wonderful. I think for us, we wanted to protect you a little bit because on the social media side, we know what this means. You know, when a volume of tweets and, and things like that happen. And I didn't even know a lot of the other stuff is happening because I purposely stuck on Instagram like, right. and, and mostly did any right. interactions on Instagram because it was I'm one person. A lot of it went to Twitter because of Jack yeah. from, from New York Times. He was great. He was so great. Yeah, absolutely. And it resonated with people. And I think for us, we were just like, you know what? The reason why this is so great is because it's your story and it's your story and a time of tragedy here and how you kind of overcame and are overcoming all the things that are facing you. Mm-hmm. And so we're just, I mean, what we said when we replied was we are just honored to give you this time. I think, that we're sitting I think in. you're like something like, oh, and don't worry about your trend or we got this or something. It yeah. was so cool. <laughs> we're honored to give you a new one, mm-hmm. honestly. Very rarely, because the internet sucks and we can't have nice things anymore, mm-hmm. very rarely does something so pure come through. And for us, we didn't want to make it even seem like we were exploiting this story. So that's why we had one statement, one statement only. And yeah. if you wanted to yeah. say whatever you wanted to say, you could say it. Which I'm happy to say. Like, you guys have been so supportive. I'm like, you know, like, I think I told you guys, I mean, you guys, like, our logo, this Toyota, that's always been, in, it's been always on the front of my line cruiser. It's the reason I like the pro. Yeah. Like, my, one of my main reasons, I know it sounds weak, but like, that says Toyota across the top. It has the big block letters. It yeah. just has the block letters of Toyota. For me, that was like, that's the front of my Land Cruiser. Yeah. And you guys like went from being a logo to like people and faces and handshakes and hugs. Yeah. And um, you, like you made the, you know, it's you guys that are making the company human. 
I think, I mean, you could see everyone who was there because I, <laughs> I was joking with Alan and I said, we always over-engineer things at Toyota. And he was like, and I'm happy about that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know... When continue, we, continue. When we show up to give you a Tundra, we just can't be like two people and here we go. It's got to be, you know, 13 people. Yeah, yeah. But, but all of those people just... In addition to just coming, okay, yeah, we'll give him the truck. They wanted to talk to you. I thought it was so interesting. Everybody just wanted to talk to you and I like know. And hear I'm like, your I'm, story. I'm like, I'm thinking for me and like, oh, they dragged you up here to be here for this thing, like right before Thanksgiving, and like everyone's traveling on the freeways and everything. And I'm like, and but they, no, they want to talk to no, me and they want to talk to you. And they were like thanking me and like, and you know, I get so uncomfortable with that. But I, I think people are understanding that like I wasn't just me up there. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and I say it all the time, and it's not to be. Like humble, it's because that's the truth. Yeah. Like I had, I had, I worked with some of the best coworkers. Yeah. Slash healthcare workers, slash team members. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like even the patients got it together that day. Yeah. Yeah. It was just (laughs) awesome. It was was awesome. Like it it was, it was really my one of my best days in healthcare, and and I'm a little sad about that. Yeah. But I'm very happy about it as well because it was one of my worst worst days. In wanting to stay alive, right? Like, <laughs> right. No, I mean it's like, like, like a phoenix, my, right? Yeah. Into the ashes. Yeah, it's like a Celine Dion song. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I'm struggling with all of this is like my wife and I, like we uh, we do this type of nursing, and I am a manager, and I have like an amazing team and unit. And part of the reason it was hard to take off those scrubs, even though I was washing them every night for three days, is I was losing that identity. Yeah. And I was losing who, you know, my wife says like, why don't you take those off? You almost died in those. And I had to explain to her, I survived in these. And I did amazing things with amazing people in these. And when I take these off, I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just, I love those people. And and, and to to know that I'm not going to see them when I come to work, you know, maybe some of them, but not like I had the most amazing team like the most amazing like family there yeah and you guys know it at toyota from what i'm hearing about your um here and like everyone working together so yeah because so. i mean much much smaller scale non-hero activity there was a whole team yes i was your face right and i was the one putting status updates together but there was a whole team of people from toyota financial services and the marketing team and social innovation from a donation component behind the scenes just getting together and saying okay what can we do to get him this truck to get him the truck he wants to make sure that there's no financial obligation on behalf of your family uh for said truck and that Mm -hmm. you know we're not Burdening you with a tax bill yeah, or yeah. anything like that, from a, a you know California standpoint, because we know California loves to double and triple tax. So, <laughs> just figuring out how to get that all for you, and I think you saw it in the faces of the people today. And when we did yeah, this, like was, just informal, you know, kind of presentation, they just at, at first I was you. at first I was like un- uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, these people have to be here for me, and like I, you know, I've been in things where we're like doing things where I wasn't into it, you know, like yeah. but. But they were like the genuinely like engaged and yeah. like wanted to wanted to meet me and wanted to like shake my hand and like people were coming from like the back uh the part section from the service, from the service yeah, area and like shaking my hand and I'm like I'm always happy to talk, you know, those are my yeah. those are my people. I like yeah. I was an engineer and I worked on ships in the engine room. Yeah. And I know how hard they work and the guy who detailed my truck and like what kind of hard work he put into it, 
because yeah. like, I've never had anything this clean in he my life. He was so excited this morning when I, you weren't you weren't there. Obviously, we we hadn't met up with you, but he was so excited. He's like, "I'm going to put another coat of wax on." Like, I mean, just the pride I, and the excitement. I really, I really want to get his name actually before I post, so I can be like, shout out to him for like making the cleanest thing I ever owned. Elliot, I think his name is okay. He actually made my seats where my kids could eat in the car. They're still not. <laughs> they're still still not going to be allowed to eat in the car. <laughs> they're they're not going to listen to this. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining Toyota Untold in your new Tundra. Thank you, Tyler at Toyota Untold. <laughs> this was fantastic. I had a good time. <laughs> I want to thank Alan for taking the time to relive this story in a moment where you've lost your job, you've lost your house, your wife's lost her job, and you're looking to rebuild. It's not easy to sit down with us and retell this story, but he's really helped us understand what's going on in his community, specifically in Paradise, California. We're grateful and honored that we could do something as small as giving him a new truck, and we hope he and his family move forward doing the best that they can in the community and helping them rebuild. We'd also like to thank every first responder who's been helping in California throughout the country and globally. There are so many brave first responders who put themselves in danger to help others, and we just appreciate you so much. 